Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Get ready to go fast, Normies. On this episode, we got a need for speed and we'll be chasing after that chili dog hog Sonic. So get ready to show us the way. I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. What's up, Shadow? Where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? Do you know the way? Not you again. That's Eggman. I wonder what happened to Sonic. We're back. We're talking Sonic. Welcome back, Normies. Um, howdy. Howdy. This is Colin. Joe. This is Mike. We're here. We're going fast. We've got our little red shoes on. Joe has painted himself blue. Uh, Mike put a tail butt plug in, I noticed, and it's like spinning around. Yeah, I got back from uh, Furiosa 17 San Diego. Oh, you knew what that was called. <laughs> yeah. That might be it's a little a bit of an outing. Jokes, duh. Yeah, they do the re- reenactment on stage of Mad Max Furry Road. It's uh, an interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. But before we jump into that, Sonic, the little blue hedgehog who's taken over Sega, uh, let's do a watch, you guys. Hang yeah. out, and uh, I want to hear what you've been doing pop culture wise and what you recommend to our normies to check out. Mike, whatcha? Well, if uh, you've been following along, listeners, I've been kind of having the saga of building my computer. I've finally finished it. Oh, my God. It so, is. so we're over 40 episodes in here, Normies. The, the conclusion. Of <laughs> the computer. The it works. Uh, we're going to be doing more content, video essays. I'm already kind of working on that workflow. Um, and I've been playing some games on it. I mean, that's why I got it. So I can do capturing video easier to do like reviews and, you know, niche to Normie dives on stuff. I've been playing Resident Evil 2, the remake, and we had a Resident Evil episode, which is one of our fan favorite episodes, so go Go back back and and listen. listen. That's right. And I've been playing Devil May Cry 5, which kind of came from Resident Evil, and they're both Capcom games, and I think they're excellent. I'm having a lot of fun. I've also really uh, recently seen Overlord, um, which is just a really awesome B-movie, and it's, it's a World War II movie with weird monsters, if you saw the trailer, but what's cool is it's a World War II movie that's shot with interesting use of color. Like, it's oh, not really? gray and drab. There's oranges and blues. It's like, it has a style that, like, because the first part plays a pretty straight World War II movie. And it's just shot in a way that World War II movies aren't. And beyond the action and the, the twist, so to speak, it's just, yeah, it's really well made. And I recommend, it's a great, really well made B movie. I'm kind of desperate for it to drop on any platform. I really want to check it out. Are you a Wolfenstein truther? Do you see it as a ripoff? I don't see it as a ripoff, but I see like, you know, they were like, I want to make a Wolfenstein movie. That seems cool. Well, I want war and zombies. Nobody else has done it. Call of Duty zombies. So it's not exactly Wolfenstein, but it definitely feels inspired by that. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing because maybe we'll get a, we're getting the Doom movie. Maybe we'll get a Wolfenstein movie. Those are both Bethesda. Wolfenstein movie would be great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you're playing some new stuff. You're watching some new stuff. Yeah. How about you guys? I feel like you're chasing some nostalgia there because there's some B movie. You're playing Resident Evil 2 remake. Again, yeah. Mike, I'm kind of there with you. I got to say, my whatcha, I've just been watching dumb old movies. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with the spoof movies of the yesteryear that everybody kind of missed out on. Everybody knows Airplane, like all the big ones like that. 
Guys, like, when was the last time you watched Hot Shots? Hot Shots Part Two. Oh. Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> yeah, not not since around the time that I first started playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's one like nobody talks about anymore. Everybody's kind of missed. Maybe it's because of what's going on with Charlie. But I'm kind of chasing that Estevez humor, Loaded Weapon with his brother Emilio, yeah. uh, Men at Work, even starring both of them. I'm I'm kind of just following that Sheen comedy road, guys. <laughs> Those are some fun ones. Well, yeah, yeah a little wreck there. You know better than not another teen movie you know it's like don't you dare hey you know the par- <laughs> say that to captain america yeah well the parodies of that era though you know are, they have a distinct style and, and, and you know mike you're totally right when i say it i fear people will focus too Even much on well yeah that too scary but too much on the four. scary movie for or when it's like oh napoleon dynamite started showing up in date movie and you're like yeah. well what the fuck were those epic those those movie, aren't parody movies superhero epic movie, movie. yeah throw that yeah, all those away those are all terrible watch loaded weapon you know we were talking check out our last episode captain marvel or one of our last ones uh we were talking about my love of samuel jackson in a buddy cop movie watch loaded weapon like that is where it came from folks nice and i think it's just the the movies like scary movie it's like they're so dated so quickly because they rely on pop culture oh yeah meanwhile something like Hot Shots, it's it's its own complete thing, just commenting on genre tropes and stuff, more or less. It has some Rambo in there, but, you know, it's it's a little more standalone. But those stand the test of time still. I exactly. And the jokes do, exactly. When yeah. You, it's not just wink, Napoleon wink. Dynamite. You don't rely on people knowing an obscure indie movie Ooh. from the early 2000s. Ugh. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I can get down with Thank that. Thank you. And Normies, please check those out. Joe, whatcha, whatcha. Uh... I'm catching up on a bunch of movies that I missed last year. I watched uh, Deadpool 2 and The Incredibles 2. Caught up on both of those. What do you think about Deadpool, Thoughts, Joe? thoughts, thoughts. Uh, I wanted everything. I didn't really care for either one of them. I guess Thank I'll be you. I'll be that. They guy. were on my list. I think. Oh, um, boy, they weren't on mine. If you recall, well, well, we'll, we'll talk about Deadpool 2 first. I think Deadpool 2 um, was really bad. I did not enjoy it at all. I thought the plot is non-existent and like no one really had anything to do. You can't say you didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, the juggernaut. Yeah, it's true. I enjoyed about five minutes of it. Uh, the best part of Deadpool 2 was the fight between Colossus and Juggernaut. Yeah. Two characters that don't exist. I think you do need to say it as Juggernaut. Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, there's no R, it's just Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, Josh Brolin's awesome. He's got a burnt teddy bear. That I'm is that curious your cable joke? how much he's in it. I mean, like it really felt like he was barely in that movie. And then he just shows up and he's like, "All right, we'll be cool. I'll give you thirty seconds to talk to that kid. It's fine." Like, like I don't know the the buddiness at the end of it doesn't feel earned. His turn, maybe I can I can see that. Um, you know, like I thought he was great as Cable, but he doesn't do anything. He just kind of talks gruff. I'm someone who liked it a lot. I really think the biggest weakness was Russell, the kid. Um, I thought yeah, he was fine. Uh, not my favorite. All right. I mean, none of it was really my favorite. What about The Incredibles then? Uh, it was fine. It just didn't feel like The Incredibles movie you waited a decade for. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it would have come out in like 2005 or, t- or 2006, I think it would have been great. Um, but like, the promise of the end of The Incredibles, right, is that the whole family is going to fight together. Uh, right. You don't really get that in the sequel. And then the promise of the end of the sequel is that you're going to get to watch the whole family fight together. So is that always uh, going to be the movies Jack Jack. that we're never going to see it? It's just going to be teased. You'd have to go with like, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond. Like, oh, the parents are a little too old. Now the kids are a little bit older. And Jack Jack's where, how old? Um, 
Yeah, like a teenager. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, go the whole puberty metaphor route. Um, I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked. Like, I really disliked Deadpool 2. Okay. I, uh, I was pretty bored by it. I wasn't bored by Incredibles 2. It just felt like, like, our I'm 14 and this is deep. You know what I mean? Ah, of like, right. TV screen, bad. And it's like, I guess if you were making that comment a decade ago, it would have been a little more ahead of the times. But now it just comes off. So, like, yeah, we get it. Does it, though, with, like, the fake news and, like, you know even your phone screen, like there's so much misinformation out there. And like, it, 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 I think it's more relevant now than even 10 years ago because we have more screens around us. That guy would have more power now because of cell phones. The screen slaver. The screen slaver. Literally everyone's already got their neck. You know, you remember taco neck when you turn your head to eat a taco, Shaq got it on a commercial. <laughs> now we have like cell phone neck, like, the screenslaver could be like a devastating villain, but anyway. True. I mean, it just felt like it was kind of like a one-note joke. And what's in the text was the doesn't villain. support what I'm imagining he could yeah, be. Yeah, right? I mean, like, you're pitching a great character. That's not what that's we see on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but yeah. let me get your opinion on this, Joe. You are the comic king of this podcast. So I see a lot of clamor online when The Incredibles came out, and this was sort of a pre-Spider-Verse world, you have to remember, mm-hmm. where people were saying, that's what the Marvel movies should be. That's what the DC movies should be. Enough with this dumb live action mix of CGI bullshit. Just make them these animated movies because at least they look cool in like the comic books. Like make them more like Incredibles. And to me, The Incredibles is a movie that feels like a real movie to me. So I think they go in the opposite direction. So why would you want something that's it's like real? Two people to trying devolve. to meet in the middle. Yes, and like a pre Spider Verse because Spider Verse is obviously incredible. Like that's the benchmark. You know, one for of my a favorite CG movies. Comic movie. Of the last decade. Um, but I mean, even it like kind of leans into more of like a 2D look, even though it almost has kind of a claymation because of the way it's rendered. It's not full CG Pixar face, which I guess like I'd call that like Pixar face. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the 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 jolliness of it. Oh, there's a look. The big eyes. I mean, the exaggeration yeah. of everything. Yeah, it's like having, you know, Disney has an animation style that you can just tell when you see it. Same thing with Pixar style. Um, But, you know, I mean, since you're saying that, you know, there are the rumors of the What If show coming to uh, Ah. the app. So that is going to have animated versions. So maybe we will see a Incredibles-esque What If when, you know... Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. Or Dude, that whatever is the perfect answer to that. You you immediately just got me back on board to it in that they maybe kind of are going to do something like that. We just saw that Love, Sex, and Robots. I don't know if anybody checked that out on Netflix, but the anthology of different animation styles could be applied to something like What If. Yeah, which is cool because that's a short-form content being put on Netflix like a regular show, which I think you know, in, in the new media landscape is really cool that some of those episodes are 12 minutes, some are 22, some are nine. It's really cool that it's kind of like just watching a, a really well done web series on an app. That's pretty cool. Well, I got a what if for you guys. What if you took Felix the cat and put his head on Mickey Mouse's body, turned him blue? <laughs> what would you get? That's right. Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's pretty much how his design conversation went. So Let's go ahead. Let's jump into Sonic, the video game icon, Sega's golden boy. All right. I'll race you there, Mike. Do, 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 do. All right, 
listeners, we hope you have some rings on you, because if you do get hit and you don't have them, you might die. And don't get caught underwater, because that timer oh. music is the most anxiety fueling <laughs> thing. Hey, I'll start from there. You know, we're going to talk generals here. We're going to talk about just the video game in Sonic the Hedgehog's world. We're going to be talking um, the first video game especially. But that aspect of it, I mean, playing in that underwater and watching my lead character drown and struggle to breathe, I remember turning to my brother and being like, it's hard. It's too hard. It's hard. I don't know how to do this, and it's hard. And, like, his sprite will bounce when he gets crushed, and he just has that, you know, X pose, and he just looks at horn. Makes that little noise. Mario would just kind of be the same sprite and just kind of, okay. So much more frustrating than Mario. And it's just, he had so much more emotion. Like, he would struggle to breathe. Yeah, that's a weird way to start a Sonic podcast. It is, it is. You remember how bad you felt when he was drowning? (laughs) But that means that... It's weird that you guys even just said, Joe, I guess I never even as a kid thought of Mario as, like, a human being because Mario was just in sort of a video game. But Sonic emoted a lot. Like, he he had wants and dreams and desires, and I would watch him perish. And as I I said uh, in the teaser over there, that was kind of how his design conversation went. They were like, well, we want him to appeal to Americans. So, all right, well, Disney's popular. Felix the Cat is popular. Kind of put that together. They didn't know that hedgehogs could swim, so they thought they just drowned. So they're like, oh, he'll drown in the water. Just weird stuff. They turned so him they red, white, and blue. hedgehogs couldn't swim. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, he is. Right, he's red, red white, white, and blue. blue. You know, they so, so they took these Western properties and tried to create a character that would appeal to us, you know, and we feel like we connected more with Sonic than we did Mario. Yeah. I guess it worked. Yeah. Somehow and he's more emotive like a Disney character. He has the big eyes, you know. Oh, that's the triumph of the Sega Corporation. So we should say 1990, they put together this team, the Sonic team, and they said exactly what you're saying. They pointed across the aisle, Coke has Pepsi. We are Sonic, or we're Sega, they're Nintendo. They've got Mario. We have to beat them. We need somebody here to represent our brand. So they threw it to a committee that said, we want somebody cute, somebody cool, somebody interesting. Uh, I guess that's a talking hedgehog. I don't know, guys. Who loves chili dogs? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to come out of the Archie comics, which we'll talk about later. Sonic is quite an interesting character. Yeah, he's a blue hedgehog who runs really fast and apparently loves chili dogs, can turn Super Saiyan. But all this was to <laughs> simply defeat Nintendo. And like they had Alex Kidd, and that was just a weird guy. Alex Kidd. They so, ditched that. And so then- did you guys fall for it? Let me ask you this. Because, Mike, you said off podcast, oh, my God, we're doing Sonic before Mario as a character study yeah. podcast. You know, it is interesting. We've done Nintendo as a brand. True. That was kind of my pitch of why Sonic should be the mascot spinoff, maybe. Uh, but were you Sega kids? I mean, Sega! You know, does Nintendo do what Nin- or does Sega do what Nintendo don't? As we've said in the past, was yeah. their catchphrase? Did you guys have a Sega? I had a Sega Genesis, which I won at a competition in a mall. It came with Lion King, which was like the, the hardest game Sega ever. Made. Game yeah, ever. We've mentioned this before. Impossible uh, yeah. to beat. And the only games I ever had were Sonic, uh, the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and the Lion King. Sonic was the only one that I could actually get any progress in. Okay. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is my first memory of playing a video game. Whoa! I know that Mario existed before that, right? But I, it was came out in 1991. I'm 88. So I was three years old, maybe. And I my cousin had it, and I just remember the dusty dresser on the second floor of the old house and, like, the carpet texture. Like, I have such a vivid memory of being there and seeing Sonic on a screen and it blowing my mind. And I had a Sega Genesis, and I had a PlayStation. I didn't get a Nintendo console until the GameCube. 
So I was fully Sega and anything not Nintendo because that blue hedgehog wagging his finger looking a little bit edgy Damn, dude. and running fast. like That blood in Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mike, you're our edgiest yeah, friend. Yeah, I got <laughs> that. Like second edgy. The edgy boy. Um, no, it was, that's it. I, I was on Sega for life. And, you know, I've come to appreciate Nintendo in hindsight as an adult, like I would go back and play Ocarina or a teenager, you know. But I never owned any of that. I played some Mario when it would be in front of me, but Sega, that was my brand. I'll jump right in. So my past and identity was so wrapped up growing up in Nintendo slash Mega Man. Like when we were kids, if we were getting babysat or something, that's what my little brother or my older brother, I'm sorry, wanted to play. And because he was older, I couldn't control anything. It would be like, we're going over to the babysitters. I'm bringing the Nintendo. We're going to play Mega Man. I'd say, sure, okay. So when I grew up a little, uh, I went to a garage sale and a kid who was going off to college was being forced by his mom to get rid of his Sega oh, and like no. a couple like games next to it. I turned to my mom. I said, oh my God, I don't have enough allowance money for this. What do I do? She said, I'm going to teach you something called haggling. And like, there it was like saying to a college kid, um, you know, my mom says I have to like ask you like, cause I can't afford it. Like if I can do this and this guy's mom is making him sell his video games. Like it is a transaction brought on by Midwestern kids, like who are just like aimless. Yeah. Mom said this mom says I have to do that. You can't play video games in college. No, I know. So I ended up with them. And wow. as, a, as an eight-year-old kid, I got my own Sega Genesis. And in that stack was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And it was the Great. first game I ever put in. I remember going home, trying it immediately, and just like being fucking blown away and loving it. Real quick, any any shout out, any best garage sale finds that you guys remember growing up or yard sale stories? I just want to pitch garage sale culture because nowadays <laughs> Craigslist, eBay, yeah, you can just look exist. up what you want, but to like find something. A Sunday afternoon where right. your parents made you take a walk and then said, ooh, what are the neighbors getting rid of? Like that's all it was. What it was a happenstance. Yeah. yeah. And how does Colin end up with that garbage and how is his life better for it? Yeah. It's like <laughs> totally butterfly effect, right? What if that kid was not selling it, right? Where would we be? We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be doing this pod. Mike. It's possible. <laughs> We'd be it, in a sonicless world. It, yeah. it's exactly. Who knows? But um, for me, Sonic, it's... Because it's like it's fast, you know, it's supposed to be fast, right? But then you play it in hindsight and it's really not. The first couple <laughs> levels are really fast, yeah. but then later the level design does kind of take a more standard platforming approach. Why am I jumping so much? And stopping and waiting for things to get prepared, yeah. right? So it's it, less the loops and more of the uh, the moving platforms. His little toe starts tapping, you know, yeah. he's getting bored. I'm Sonic. Why am I standing here, you know? Um, so he has that kind of weird thing, but really the character of Sonic has just been so long-lasting he has that identity you know yeah that's what's impressive about it why didn't gex the gecko the other sega games why didn't vector man you know why aren't we playing him in smash brothers we're playing sonic oh, give me Earth earthworm jim though because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. earthworm jim <laughs> um do you ever beat any of these games i do i do and i'm very happy and excited while we're just talking the general like video game-ness of it I have recently beaten one. You know, the Nintendo Switch got a port for Sonic Mania, which was a fan game developed outside of, like, Sega's continuity. Yes. Where they reached out and said, okay, well, hold on. You guys are treating the property with respect. You're giving the fans what they want. You've made a competent game. Maybe we will release this thing. Maybe people will like it. I fucking bought that day one, and I love the shit out of that game, Mike. Yeah, I've been playing Sonic Mania not recently, but I got it too, and I think it's awesome. Uh, growing up with the age that we are, you know, we had Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles, which are the Sega Genesis releases, kind of 
the golden age, as some would say, for Sonic. I remember seeing the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. Do you guys remember what it looks like? It is morbidly obese compared to the other like Sega cartridges. <laughs> it's kind of like a game jam CD. other yeah. ones into it. It is like a game jam. Yeah. Just see that, that idea of like showing to your mom. So I plug the Knuckles and Sonic game into the Sonic Sega 2. CD port next to it and see I can put Sonic 2 in top of it and see mom so all of this is working together. Like what the fuck? And then you open it up now with a 2019 brain and it's like you unscrew it and it's just like a little flash memory chip and it's yeah. like Jesus all this plastic for that. But um, it used their, uh, what, it was um, like cross-connect technology, but that's the only game it was ever used for. <laughs> it was literally, Rumble Pack. Yeah, Why I, did we invent this? I guess Sonic 3 with and Sonic and Knuckles were supposed to be one game, and they had shitty flash memory back then, and it was just too big. So they had to split it in half and invent this cartridge that you can put the two games together, and then it also worked with Sonic 2. Those were the only two games that did anything, but it was just too big of a game, but... Sonic 3 was also the first game that I remember playing that had save slots. Wow. You could have three different game files in that, and just that way you could have a save, your brother could have a save, etc. And you could have single player, two player saves. And with the Knuckles cartridge, you could play as either Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, or Sonic and Tails together. There's Sonic all this variety. Was so the, that's like the yeah. big brother, little brother yeah. setup. Yeah. And it is. It was perfect for brother mentality of being like, well, you know, I'm kind of more the Tails kid. <laughs> yeah, that's such you bullshit. Can fly. Yeah. And, you know, Miles, uh, do you know his last name? Yes, because off pod, I got tricked and admitted for the first time, I will admit to you, Normace, too, when Mike said it out loud, oh, I'd never put that together. <laughs> Hit us. It's Miles Prower. Miles, Miles per, per hour. Per hour. Yeah. No, I always just thought he was the cool tailed fox. I mean, there's no pun to Knuckles. No, he just punched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He punched. And, and it's Sonic- not like his name is like Sonic the drive through hedgehog. <laughs> you know, it's, Sonic it's the not race a hog. play on. Yeah, there yeah, you go. We should do a little character trivia. Yeah, so Tails, you know, that's an American. The, the Sega America wanted to call him Tails because it's like, well, he has two tails. But then Sega Japan is like, no, he's Miles Prower. That's the joke. Get it. You're, you speak English. The joke is Miles Prower. Like, just get it, you know? So in the continuity as a kid, was I understanding that Tails was his nickname? Probably not. Yes. Well, I think. <laughs> Probably not, but I loved it. And we were, I did we know never it. called him Miles. No, I no. We I did not turn Tails. to my mom and say, excuse me, his name is Miles Prower. <laughs> Don't you ever get it wrong, mom. So I'm glad we finally got justice for Miles in the modern era. And the yeah. game designers even hid his name in the background of one of the stages. It just says in the casino level, Sonic the Hedgehog and Miles Prower, like in the background. So it's, wow. it's in there secretly. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, do you know some of his origins? Or maybe this is a comic thing, but we can tease it a little bit. There's versions of the comic where he was named Sonny the Hedgehog, and he was just a regular brown lab hedgehog. And then they did an experiment on him, and that resulted in the blue skin and running fast. So Sonny became Sonic. Ah. And his middle name is literally The, because LOL. Sonic. Oh, you're kidding. Is the it really? Hedgehog. His legal middle I mean, I name is The. Before, and his last name would be then Hedgehog. Yes. No. Oh, wow. His legal name is Sonic the Hedgehog. And so. I did read as well that when the creators were coming up with him, one of the mandates they also wanted to lean towards was, well, let's figure out how to make it look like that Sega cobalt blue color. Uh, let's yep. work that into him, too. So, again, there's a lot of branding, a lot of interesting preparation going into creating a talking hedgehog. <laughs> was Knuckles a hedgehog? As, what, what no, no, was no. Knuckles? So he is a, and I'll never be able to say it, an, an, an echidna. An echidna? It's a, an Australian mammal. And have you ever seen one? No. Kinda, is, is it red? And they're kind of <laughs> no. sloppy. No, they're, they're kind of hedgehog armadillo looky. Yeah, you know, like in that vein. They don't punch. 
Let me ask you this, though, as 90s kids. Did you know someone who had a hedgehog named Sonic? I did, for sure. I did not. I did not, but I met someone around 2012 who did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're saying even now. But, you know, yeah, exactly. I remember as a kid, like, like my friend Jordan Rogers saying, yeah, I got a hedgehog. Oh, cool. You never guess what its name is. And I was like, oh, no, I guess I won't. Sonic. And I was like, oh, shit. That's awesome. That's the most clever thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, could have been Shadow. <laughs> no, he didn't exist yet, Mike. <laughs> Not yet. Um, also, like Dr. Robotnik, he was just a, they like based him off Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and you can totally see that, you know? Oh, abs- after reading that, absolutely. But what is the basis between the name shift there of we don't embrace Dr. Robotnik, sometimes we embrace Dr. Eggman? Eggman. That, I think, is just... Again, Sega America and Sega Japan, just like cuckoo, cuckoo. Eggman doesn't make any sense, but he, his head looks like an egg. There's a disconnect. Nah, and then so then they're like, all right, we'll call him Doctor Robotnik because he makes robots. Doctor Robotnik. He was also one of the early designs to be the main mascot, and he was like a little bit more jolly and like had pajamas, like some sleepy old Theodore Roosevelt. But oh, that would have been terrible. Because <laughs> they had like, a bunch of people. Yeah, Nintendo's a plumber. Let's get uh, <laughs> sleepy. With minor yeah, they the like mustaches right mario's got a mustache theodore roosevelt's got a mustache i guess we start there um but we're God, talking a lot so we're talking a lot about it like implied story or things that we're getting later i wasn't getting any of that even running around no. the levels and saving the animals out of the machines or you know maybe getting a chaos emerald because the actual process of hunting those down was impossible to young Colin. And not Brooks. explain you think dark souls holds your hand yeah oh yeah <laughs> these early games. video games yeah these 16 you press start and the game is happening and yeah, all you do like, <laughs> go yeah there's Figure no test Dummy. screen there's no trial uh, no just tutorial go. just do it so do you guys like the actual mechanics of it? Did you like running fast as a souls, a side-scroller from screen to screen, jumping on stuff? I know as a kid, I got a huge thrill out of figuring out, you know, rolling up into a little ball and hitting those secret spots where you're oh. flying across the level and just shooting around. Every time you could complete a loop, it was like, I felt like a hacker you know what i mean yeah, like it satisfying. was just like i'm the best at video games ever i know how to put this hedgehog into a little ball yeah grandma look at this look yeah. at this hedgehog in a ball yeah and um you know the creators uh, one of them was like a really big racing fan so they wanted a game that felt fast and like at its best sonic is awesome because you feel like you're flying through and hitting the right jumps and you hit the spring and you get the perfect run and it has a timer in the corner to you know, you get more points based on how much time is left at the end of the level. I don't know if you knew that, but it'll give you the remaining time as bonus points. So it's like telling you to go fast. And there's like a high path, a low path, a mid path. Like the level design is kind of set up in a way you could go Sprawling. multiple directions, right? You know, they're huge. And that's kind of the limitation they ran into in 3D games too. And the 2D to effect was if you made it too fast, you just can't have that much data for the size of the level. He's covering so much ground that we need so much memory to just make a larger physical map, um, which is maybe why they do end up getting more platforming. But the opening levels of Sonic games are always so good. They're the best. Green Hill Zone, dog. Zero like, one. Is zero the, one. Is that, that's my most like vivid memory. Oh, yeah, And then you absolutely. like free the rabbits at the end of the level. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when we're playing uh, that one Smash and you see it, Sonic oh, it's, one. It's, I'd say it's all right at this point. They all start in the... Or a version of that. Yeah, just like I would classic. say. They might not call it Green Hill on all of them. I think Sonic 2 is Green Hill. Is it Sonic two? 3 is something else. Sonic 1 is Green Hill as well. Mm. It's just like the main. That is city. the most iconic memory or, or moment in that. 
Yeah, you get to the end, save them, you hit the little signpost that spins around. Spin, you're trying to knock it in the air if you're an annoying Do asshole combos. kid like me. Yep. Colin, the, the level's over, you have to eat dinner. Well, no, it's not over yet because it's still bouncing in the air. Yeah, but it's, so he feels fast. Like when you hit those loops, kids love loops, dog. It's just interesting Sick. that, you know, he had a, he had a, he had a move set that was a step beyond what Mario did. In that case, Sega really did what Nintendo, because Mario could run and jump and he could run a little bit faster if you held the button. Oh, sure. And Mike, you're talking technological limitations. I would argue, to 16. you know, for the source code that they were putting in to just at the end of the day say, all right, we can only fit in eight notes. Let's repeat them all. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. It's the most iconic video game score to me in the world. Yeah. I, I've said this before. I do not play video games with the sound on. I didn't as a kid. I don't modernly. I do not care about what like it's I the hear. weirdest fact. That's I have the experience. I do not. I don't care about the story. I can have subtitles on to read it if I need to. Sonic, I played with the sound on. I like the score to Sonic. It just sucks that you have to compare it to Mario because like without Mario's existence, Sonic is a shoe in for the I greatest. Know. M- m- like the most iconic game song ever. It's so good. I'm going to put it in obviously in this episode, but... Yeah, boot up Green Hill Zone, you get the music, and he also has, like, the shields, you know? Like, in Sonic 2, you get, like, the bubble shield or the flame shield, and, um, you know... I love those. The other thing is just being able to have a sprite go at an angle that's not a 90-degree angle. Mario yeah. just had hard edges. This was going up slopes and curves and hills. Like, that was a big technological advantage that Sega had over Nintendo at that time. It's pulling a lot on its resources, and yet, at the end of the day, Joe, like you said, with the split-screen capability of playing with your brothers... I used to play this game with my mom sometimes. It's a game that a mom could understand how to play. It is not complex. It is fun. We're still in where you only need one button. You know, it's just jump. That's it. You know, and like, so yeah, it's it's accessible. And luckily Mario kind of taught people how to play platformers, so... So did you guys stick with it? Like when it went to 1996, where we're doing 3D Blast, and we're taking the perspective of it's a side-scroller. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Shift, turn, whoa, oh my God, now we're staring down the barrel of it. We're down mm-hmm. its POV. Were you still playing Sonic games? I was not. There was the one level where you would do that in, I think, two, right? Sonic 2 bonus stages were that yeah. parallel Where you would go to 3D. that parallel dimension where you would it's like half bounce point. off things and like lose your mind. Is that well, what there's the about? casino mini games in three, but Joe's talking about number two. It's this half pipe and they're running away from the camera. It's like faux 3D and you yeah. have to collect these rings and jump over obstacles that are coming down this like tube that you're, you're traveling through. Um, Sonic 3 then had the spheres that you travel around to collect all the blue dots. I love that. That was my favorite thing on the planet. I love those. Impossible. Yeah, give me give me some of that. And they put those back into Sonic Mania. Yeah, the I love it. games in Sonic 2, yeah, like that's those were awesome. And say, you know, Mario didn't have anything like that. You would find a secret coin room. Yeah, and you could collect more or coins. Or like the slot machine thing, but there was no like mini games. It's just Mario doing Mario things. No, and like you said, Mike, there was no instructions of find all the secret mini games. It was literally you could go into a room and the game you were playing would look not at all like the game you were just playing. And not even um, Donkey Kong. They had a minecart level, but the mechanics were still very much the same. You could get on a rhino, but it's not a mini game. Like, there was never mini games in any of those platformers except for Sonic. Just funny because thinking about it, I never even considered them mini games or bonus rounds or anything like that. That was just, just that was content, the game. Yeah. 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 That's just, that's what I do in that part of the world, right? Yeah. Um, and then we also have to talk, you know, when you get those Chaos Emeralds for completing these mini games, this is often the reward. 
you can turn into Super Sonic, which is literally a Super Saiyan version of Sonic. His hair is spiky and yellow, and he can f- move really fast. And no, good luck, Teenage Colin. You were never I getting never those. It was never going to happen. Years later, when YouTube would come out, it would be one of the first things you would look up would be video game stuff you never accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> but I've no. seen it. And this is never playground talk. It. Like, dude, my brother, yeah, Sonic exactly. turned gold. Like, yes. no way, shut up. Yeah. That's not true. And. They don't tell you about it. and also- Oh, where you could just make up shit like that. I had a buddy, Al Ando, who was like, did you get That's to the level? Name. It might have been. <laughs> did you get to the level in Metroid where you're like interacting with the deer, like the robot zoo? And I was like, what the fuck is this? I had no idea. People could, like if a kid had just said, oh, your Sonic hasn't turned yellow yet. It's just like the water Pikachu that kids would talk about too. And I'd be like, it's not real, motherfuckers. Yeah, and then they made that real. But yeah, it's like that's the kind of stuff that you're dealing with with this era. But that it did switch to 3D, um, has one of the greatest songs ever. Again, you know, sliding down San Francisco on a snowboard, that's great. But I kind of stopped when it got to this era. Sonic Three and no, it got too big. All of a sudden, there were characters like this is Amy Rose and this is Cream and Cheese and this is you know every Cream other talking <laughs> and like some of them I would be like. Oh, Big the cat. I thought that was like a Rocket Raccoon character from Marvel. I'm getting this fucking mixed up in my head. So, I, you know, there's so many talking animals in this world. And that it's is sprawling. something else to touch because there is the fan community around these talking animals. That well, are, yes. Uh, have I showed you guys my persona yet? Of a persuasion. <laughs> they, have a, they have a certain appetite for chili dogs, let's say. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this, this episode was off the rails from the get go with uh, yeah. butt plugs and personas. Yeah, and it's off the rails from the get go, which is one of the um, what's what's Knuckles' team called? The ah, oh, geez, Knuckles has a heel team of characters too. There's like a gecko and a they bat. They say, and, uh, well, one of them's a gator, I think. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, all the chaotic animals, the chaotic like with yeah, an who X. Cares? Yeah, they're boo, edgy. Boo. They're edgy. And speaking of edgy, the greatest character to come out of this boom <laughs> was Shadow the Hedgehog. He's got a he's got a gun. <laughs> he shoots police officers with a gun and rides soap shoes. He's the greatest character. They wanted Sonic to be cool and hip and edgy. They really outdid themselves. Okay, with we've got Shadow. our normal lead character, but what if there was a black version? with a handgun and a sweet nobody red streak. said in the fucking meeting like well no we're not doing that yeah how did that all right he's gonna have a gun and he's gonna ride soap shoes we're gonna have their billboards all over the in-world game it's like the first sonic came out of committee truly a corporate committee we need yes. to appeal to this demographic and this age group and accomplish the mission of having our our logo colors blah blah blah, blah. and then we have a new committee like okay that works so how do we get more edgy and more oh, cool and more Mountain Dew. And then you end up with Shadow. And for me, I think that's where the misdirection goes. Also, at that time, one of the creators of Sonic, um, Hirokazu Yasuhara, he did a lot of the level design. And like he's the one who put like the heart and like the technical like identity into the Sonic games. He had moved on at that point. He's gone on to work on Drake and Jack and Daxter, you know. And oh, which it, are great games. Yeah, and at one point he was going to go to um, Sega America and they were like dragging their feet and he was just at the office like, oh, I got nothing to do. Sonic team brought him in and said, hey, you want to do some coding? And so a lot of like the technical side of Sonic, it was him. And so when we get to this 3D world and things like Sonic Unleashed and shit, that's like has nothing to do with him. So the guy who kind of put the gameplay heartbeat into it is now out of the picture. And like I never got into any of those games, but there are groups of people who love the Sonic Adventures series, like non-ironically. And they'll just talk about their chow gardens for days. 
This is all yeah. I, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 Yeah, I'm in I thought that was it And then eventually he did like Olympics games With, <laughs> with Mario, Mario Which is the first crossover uh, of those two. But <laughs> this, is, this is blowing my mind yeah, so there's uh, Chow Gardens. I don't know too much about them, but they're like yeah, Tomagotchis. They're like yeah, Chow's are like pets. little space aliens. I like, Mike saying, and I are in it. I thought you were saying Chow Gardens. Chow Gardens. Like, you know, a, a, a garden full of chili dogs. Oh, no, we wish. The chili dogs still have not really been introduced to the video game world, I don't think at all. That's That'll just be, from the cartoon? Yeah, they'll uh, be yeah. more on the movie and cartoon side. But, um, yeah, it's like the people that you said you're in this for one, two, and three, the kids that grew up on Sonic Adventure probably didn't grow up with those and they don't even haven't even played them or haven't beat them. They have the affection for their era of Sonic. And there's been many eras of Sonic, right? So we have the OG one, two, three, the reinvention 3D era with Sonic Adventure. That's like 1998. And physically, we're talking a look change in Sonic. Like he is going from looking cuter to looking cool, looking edgier. Yeah, he's constantly getting updates, but Mario has been updated throughout his iterations as well. Now we're in what I would like to call, and we have been for a while, maybe the Sonic crossover era. He's in Smash. He's been doing his first crossover, as Joe said, is um, Sonic and the Mario at the Olympic Games. Well, and Mike, I totally agree with that. Even something like Sonic Boom, which is Sonic-focused, it's really kind of more of a crossover of look at the ensemble of his whole world. It's him in a cool scarf, but everybody else is badass, too. And you have to play like different levels with that, where it's like you have Knuckles levels that are a little more slower, Tails levels in the robot. Like there's a whole bunch of different game types, but everyone just wants to play the Sonic levels and they run into the same problem in 3D that they ran into in 2D is you can't have an only Sonic game simply because his levels take so much data because you're moving at 100 miles an hour and all these textures are just flying by and forgotten about, but they have to look good for the half a second on screen. So it just takes so much resources to make a whole Sonic game at full speed. That is such a programmer's dilemma that I have never like thought about until you started wording. I don't think anyone has to think about it but the Sonic devs because no one's like, all right, let's have a guy move through as much fucking geometry as we can. But I have to create the whole world. What? Yeah, we're gonna see it for a split second. Because maybe that's why there's never been a Flash game. Yeah, because you're at the ground level. That's a lot. Unless you're making like a Temple Run game, whatever, with like looping, you know, textures. It's like in an airplane game. Yeah, maybe you're moving faster, but all the textures on the ground can be smaller because you're really not going to go down and look at no, them No, you'll close. never see. But Sonic, you're right there, and in 3D even more so. So it's really a bummer of a dilemma. Who knows if one day they can get over that and you could just have a full Sonic. Like, what if we just took Green Hill Zone and turned it 90 degrees, and now you're running down it? I've seen it. You know, online there's some great, if you look for clips, of people who are like, well, what if you put the Unreal Engine to, like, green hill zone and you know you pull it back and it was almost like the uh super mario world that we just saw you know with the with the hat where it's more contained into these levels if that was the future boy i would be excited yeah and the thing with sonic is yeah sega may have kind of died off but he hasn't and he's been in like something like 70 of his own games and like nearly 90 or more doing the research he has been in 90 plus video games grossing over five billion dollars that killed me like the oversaturation like when we talk about and we're not even really touching like you're saying on this because we did a nintendo pod and we're just doing a character like the struggles that sega has where it's like we don't do hardware anymore we're just a software company now third party Eh, but we've got an ace in our hole they, yeah, they do have that ace from that one corporate meeting that they stuck with. It's it, it's an interesting thing where I think Sega had success with Sonic, and then they thought they could do no wrong after that. 
And then they end up creating their own competition where they're releasing Sega, then Sega CD. Like we're always going to be one step ahead of Nintendo, even if that means undercutting our current product lineup. Because the Sega Saturn came out and then the Dreamcast, but the Saturn's out, but you already had a CD drive that you're pitching for the Genesis. And then you have the 32X. It's like, and a Nomad handheld, like they're releasing too much the hardware. Nomad, the Game Gear. Oh, yeah. I had it all. Baby. I had a Game Gear. So they had a problem, I think, of releasing too much hardware too quickly. Whereas Nintendo would be like, you got a Famicom, you got a Super Famicom. Yeah, sit down, play. And then we'll make games for that. And they were just trying so hard to be the, we have the better graphics, the better sound, the more blood, whatever, you know. I think they just, they bit off more than they could chew. But and, you really have to give it up to the power of nostalgia then that after getting bombarded with 90 plus failures where people are saying, not the game that I want, not the game that I want. I'm still interested. We're here. We're your market. We're growing up with it. Not the game that I want. Sonic Mania made by the fans. This is what we want. Yep. And it sells like gangbusters. Yeah. And then the game that was released concurrently, like the one that Sega was developing, like Bombs, which that was Sonic Heroes. So yeah, and Sonic Legends and all that stuff. I mean, it was just... Which they gave the furries what mm, they wanted. Mm, you can make mm, your own character in that game and no, play alongside. No, no, no. But what, at least our age group, what we wanted was classic Sonic gameplay. And that's what the Mania team did is basically just took a fan game and said, we'll publish it, you know, polish it up. But when you play that, it feels like the complete experience. It feels like Sonic 4. Like it feels like a lost cartridge, you know, so... I don't know um, how I feel about, you know, Sonic Heroes and stuff. And I, I wonder if it's just, one, the creative vision isn't there. Two, the resources to make an all-Sonic speed-focused game is too difficult. And, you know, Yuji Naka just maybe, he's just like worn out because Sonic has been so maligned and no fans are ever happy. Yeah, completely. I'm curious about the future too, Mike. It's interesting what you say where the soul and heart is kind of disappearing from this product and yet we have an announcement of, you know, there was further DLC for Sonic Mania. They are interested in doing a Sonic Mania 2 and we got an announcement yesterday Sega is developing a new independent Sonic game as well outside of the Mania franchise. So what that will be, who knows, but they certainly have a lot of history they could draw on to make something good. They appeal to a, a certain demographic, and we're not saying the furry thing. Like, there's a, there's people that just like these Sonic games, even oh, the weird so ones. Oh, they're so simple. That, man, a guy like yeah. me who can turn his brain off and just play a game like this and be like, oh, I used to be so good at this, I wonder how good I am now. Yeah. Love it. And like, yeah, just being able to kind of... All right, I'm going to raise my chows because I like that. It's just, you know, for some reason people raise have a lot of affection chows. for these, right? But it's it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Well, you know, another announcement we got too was, you know, there's the Sonic movie coming out. So maybe we should take this time to um, switch on over to a little mini game called the movie section. See if there's a Chaos Emerald buried within there. Ooh, Mike, show us the way. All right. We're back. We're talking Sonic on the big screen. And Mike, as you said, there's been an announcement this year uh, that Sonic is coming to the big screen, that we are going to see him for the first time. There's been a couple attempts, and obviously there's been TV movies of the animated series, and of course he's got a long history of being on television as well and having weekly Sunday night car- or Sunday morning cartoons, but this will be his first interaction live-action style. Yeah, and so we said the big screen, the small screen has been around. I wonder where this is coming from and why, and I just 
how is it going to turn out? It's like when they said they're making a live action Pokemon movie. I was like, I don't know what that's going to look like. But Thank now I'm you. very interested in yes. it. Yes. It's something I can get my hands on. It's something I've been tracking for a long time. Two guests on the Doughboys podcast that I'm obsessed with and have listened to off this pod and recommended on this pod thousands of times were the screenwriters for it. And for a long time, they would say, we're writing the live action Sonic movie. And as a fan, I would just sit back and think like, the live action Sonic movie. I just wonder what the fuck they mean yeah, by that. What does that even mean? Yeah. And then here we are, not having seen anything, we should say. There has been leaked concept art of what they sort of wanted it to look like and leaked concept of who they wanted to star in it. But officially, all we have seen is a poster that says, get ready to go fast and a silhouette of Sonic. So, and, and the reactions to that were not will. good. And it's two feet. Yeah, we did get his the POV poster feet. where it seems like his dick is taking the picture from on top of yes. the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, I don't know about hedgehogs, but echidnas have really weird dicks. I don't know why I know that, but look it up if you're interested. <laughs> I can't I can't believe the direction this Sonic episode has gone. <laughs> Do you guys like hedgehogs? Did you ever want one? Did you want ferrets or any of those small things? I don't I, I'm not interested in any of it. I don't I I've not to sound like dumb, but like I, I never interacted with a hedgehog when I was a Joe, kid. Joe, you sound so I've dumb never right now. Seen a hedgehog in person? Uh, <laughs> in the Midwest, you were you guys just collecting exist. hedgehogs? No, yes. but here's a because the Japanese creators were like they tried an armadillo, and then they were like, let's do a hedgehog, Sega America, you know, give him some spikes, and it's like. But then they said, oh, we'll save you later for Mox the Armadillo. It's like every animal yeah. they looked at was like, that's a honeybee. Could a honeybee be the lead? No, but <laughs> we'll use it eventually. But they were concerned about the very thing. Joe didn't interact with hedgehogs. They're like, I don't think Americans know what hedgehogs are. <laughs> like, it was a real concern that they had, like in the boardroom. Like, I think it's understandable. It's true, though. I don't Where know. are hedgehogs native to? Oh, yeah. oh You had boy. pet head hedgehogs? I knew kids who would have guinea pigs. get them, yeah, who no, were obsessed man, with this. It's not me. Weird. I'm not a rodent boy. Midwest right? I was not a rodent thing. boy. But it's it's just funny that like because I think my first instance of hearing the word hedgehog was related to this Sonic animal. the Hedgehog. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then you get Crash Bandicoot. I don't know what a Bandicoot is. You know. You know what? I'll be honest with you guys right animal. now. I'm pretty sure I didn't think any of these were animals. I, I have a positive. <laughs> I thought echidnas, I hedgehogs, and bandicoots were made up and for foxes. video. Echidnas, I thought foxes were made no, up. No, at no, some no. point, are they like, foxes this I is Knuckles. He's in a, what is the word? Echidna. Yeah. Echidna? Yeah. Do they acknowledge that that's what he is? Yeah, they call him, is, maybe his yes. middle name is The as well, because he's Knuckles the Echidna. Uh, I, I hope know. it's not. I don't know, man. No, foxes I knew. If I don't get Knuckles in this edgy 3D live action Movie, I'll be sad. Hey, I don't think this movie's gonna Mike, be edgy. No, I, I bet it one hundred percent it will be. Mike, post cred scene. If it's not Knuckles being like, "Yo, I'm here to fight," setting up a Sonic v Knuckles movie. Dog, I want this <laughs> SCU. Uh, give me the Sonic, and then Shadow Sonic can come. I'm universe. all about. I am all in now, Colin. You just set me. I don't know. Give me that I think You guys might be disappointed. <laughs> you think that a corporate cash grab aimed at? Getting our nostalgia could fail. Is yeah. that what it's aimed at? What is it aimed at? Who is Sonic for? Yes. This podcast has opened my eyes to a world <laughs> that I quickly want to shut it to. Like the expanded <sighs> Sonic universe seems. You don't like sexy bats, dude? Come on. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. That is a I big do. character. Her name's Rouge. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, you pointed out the Pokemon 
reference, that's kind of what gets me. Because yeah. obviously Pokemon was a larger phenomenon because of when it came out. You know, there was just more importance it came, to it. It came like, out after, too. Exactly. It's like, but in the 80s, you know, nobody was looking at a video game or would have said, like, well, Sonic's blowing my mind. Like, no, Pokemon had that shot to blow people's minds. Um, I just wouldn't have thought it could work until I saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu. I yeah. don't know. You know, we're not going to see that trailer yet. It stars podcaster, speaking of Ben Schwartz, uh, who's a comedian who, I mean, is is just not a huge star. He's he's not a voice I particularly enjoy. Uh, we should point out Jaleel White, uh, most known for playing Stephen Urkel, is most known for voicing Sonic in the old cartoon yeah, series yes. we grew up with. So why you wouldn't just get what people are familiar with. But Joe, you're just not familiar with what a voice of Sonic would sound like. So it's oh, like, no, what is the, the kids show, the cartoon? Yeah. Um, but would it mean anything for you for like to, for him to sound like anything or to have any it, kind of catchphrase? I don't catch think it means anything to me at yeah. all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, just at all. But like, is this a, is this a kid's movie or is this a nostalgia, get the 30 somethings and, and, I don't know. So there. it's him pairing up with a police officer, James Marsden. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I mean, truly, word for word. Is Jim Carrey in the leaked Dr. concept art? Robotic? We saw Chris Pratt was the cop that they wanted. So it seems to have that darker angle. They come to the real world chasing after Dr. Robotnik, who is played by Jim Carrey. Okay, so, so we have seen that. We assume, but we don't know what he looks like. So we assume that he's going to look live action. Yeah. Him. Jim Carrey with prosthetics to look like a big fat guy with skinny legs and a long red mustache. Right. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what this movie is. It kind of sounds like it's gonna look something like Spawn. Jim Carrey's yes. more of a Waluigi. Yeah, for truly, me. not a Robotnik. It seems completely bizarre. But so does a video game about a blue hedgehog who saves animals from such a deranged mad scientist. So who knows if it's gonna work? I'm fascinated by it, but. I don't know, man. I mean, can you imagine pitching it? Because from listening to these screeners, they had to do it in front of the Japanese Sega executives like 50 times and be as distinct and, you know, as like together as possible. If that's not a high pressure situation, man. Yeah, but at the end of the day, when you're also including and saying things in a bit like, but also remember like Razor the Gator could show up and then he could. And it's like, well, none of this means anything. I mean, I guess my real question about it is, does he like chili dogs? Is this going yeah. to follow the he cartoon? It will. Better. It will. And I don't know if that came from Archie and then the cartoon, but it came, you know, it was never in the games. He never ate anything. No, no, no. But I, it's, it's part of his identity too. He loves chili dogs and milkshakes. No, it took on that sort of the comics TMNT to the animated series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where we're growing up and we're being like yeah Mikey is the party dude and you read the comics and it's like no Mikey just punches people nobody and is yeah, nobody's having fun no nobody <laughs> yeah, is. it's just this again corporate creation of well, what's the food that would make you run really fast and not give you diarrhea immediately? Oh, chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and echidnas, yeah. like, it kind of looked like echidnas. dogs. Echidnas. I don't want to keep talking about echidnas. Well, all right. <laughs> well, just, can we, can I don't we talk about the word that kid's again. cartoon for a minute? Yeah, it was almost about, like there the was Mega Man there cartoon was a we thousand. never got. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, like, Dr. Robotnik, it was very much, like, in my head, Mega Man X, the first level, is, like, the same as... The first level of Sonic, because you fight Dr. Robotnik at the end, and it just feels like such a a, a Mega Man X type villain. And he kind of gets away, and it's like a bigger narrative. Yeah, yes, it's, totally. It's the same Absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. 
During the 90s, there was two different series. I remember Sonic them the both. Hedgehog. I thought it was Sonic and Tails. Or is that a I'm trying to remember. One? what It was like Sonic the Hedgehog and the Adventures. I don't no, and then it was the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, right. which included a very interesting plot. I mean, guys, I used to kind of turn to my mom during Sundays while she was doing the dishes and be like, yeah, I've got pretty good taste. I'm watching this sci-fi blue hedgehog race around and interact with like... One of them, it was his his lost half-sister and half-brother were actually revolutionaries who had to take over a dystopia. I mean, I fucking ate that shit up. Yeah, there's a big like environmentalist message and yeah. like um, fight the power message. The, the world of the comics... Greenpeace. None of that comes across in the games. Like, you know, Robotnik has machines and I like sort of in Sonic 3... He's attacking Knuckles' home, Knuckles the Echidna's homeworld to get the the Master Emerald. That's what they protect. Their race protects the Master Emerald on uh, Cloud Island. If you didn't know, Joe. Oh, sure. So, I, I see you taking notes. Joe, so. <laughs> There's going to be a quiz at the end. So they right? were kind of getting it in, you know, like Robotnik is machinations, and then they're just animals in nature. Like I guess it's there, but it really wasn't in your face. But the TV shows and the comics are like all about that. And like it's like PTSD from like having your home destroyed by Robotnik. Like there's weird heaviness to them too. Um, but you know, gotta go fast. Gotta so go fast, crazy. baby. Trying to run away from his demons. What yeah. you really need to do is stop and turn around. <laughs> Eat a chili dog. Suck <laughs> <Stand> down, <laughs> chili, down dogs. chili dogs. I mean, that's right. See, now yeah, I John I, Cougar I, Mellencamp loves Sonic. This is kind of making me hate Sonic. <laughs> he's, no, like, no, he's red, white, and blue, and he it. sucks down chili dogs. Like, oh, you guys got tricked. He's like well, pedantic. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, you're everybody else in the world, because let's say the reactions to the live action movie have not been positive. People do not like that they change his look. They don't understand. They keep saying, why can't a, he just look like the version of the video game? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I'm like, who is this movie for? And I want to know who's the leaker. We don't know. It, obviously, it's a leak. Who's the leaker? <laughs> That's the villain of the movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dr. I mean, Robotnik hired the leaker. So this it's could no be a prank. Mike. It goes to the top. You know, who knows? And even if it is a prank, right, or it's legit, the point is public opinion hopefully will be heard and they can change it to be something more traditional. Well, we saw a good rehab with the genie recently with Aladdin where that second trailer came out and people were like, okay, that is a little better. I, do you, when do you guys think we will get a trailer for Sonic? Because if it doesn't happen soon, they might be wasting all of their They'll do it will. during Detective Pikachu. Mm. Oh, you think I so? That. I, I don't know if they'll it. wait that long. I would debut Is it a it universal that. property as well? I'm not sure. Yeah, Where's this movie coming from? Or oh, is it just going to appear like the fucking Poughkeepsie tape? I'll look it up and I'll let us know once I think it was um, Fox, but no, not anymore. Interesting. Probably. I think it, with our luck, it's gonna. We're recording this on a Sunday. We're releasing it on a Tuesday. The trailer will drop on Monday. <laughs> who us? The guys who said that uh, uh, Endgame hadn't done enough uh, publicity or anything, uh, or and then a trailer. Pizza, uh, James Gunn. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, right. and we should say too, it might fall for what I was saying with Pet Cemetery, where first time director. This is Jeff Fowler, who's basically only done visual effects for like small things, like Hotel Transylvania. Where you're like, ah, oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know if you can balance a live action movie where a, you got to cut to close ups of a blue hedgehog talking and giving dialogue. Well, what if we play it like, you know, 
um, Roger Rabbit. Like, you know, there's a way to play it. Ooh, where Mike, it's you cool. literally just sold me on it. Yeah, or like Space Jam, you know, like there's a way to do it. Sure, there's a way to do everything, but I'm not just going <laughs> like, to imagine the coolest possible scenario. Yeah, you're the guy who likes Mario Brothers, the movie. Well, that's so. true. I guess my opinion it. doesn't count. Yeah. No, it, no, it, it makes mean. sense because you're just a Nintendo guy. <laughs> you're here to astroturf this movie. Release you know? the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. It's just like that to me is what I would consider one of the weirdest, worst things but you love it, then not saying that your opinion doesn't matter, but like, who knows? Like maybe it will work for someone is what I'm saying, because Mario yeah. didn't work for me. Maybe Sonic won't work for you or it's not work for any of us. It's going to be some kid right now is Mario movie. I agree. Yeah. Mike. Someone's just going to love yeah, it's it. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. But like, my question is, who's it's, who's it going to be insane we for? We haven't answered it. We will not answer you, Joe. Nobody hears you. No is one this, knows what you're talking about. Is this about. a PG-13 movie? Are they, is it going to explain where hedgehogs are native from or oh what they God. eat for it's the kids open who have with them? A, Attenborough documentary about hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. Um, I, I, Sonic steps on one and blood <laughs> sprays everywhere. Wow. What is he running from? Yeah. He's not wearing his gloves. He just has white hands. Yeah. Oh, why? No. Why? Why? Does I don't know. It's very interesting. Why hands? even have him wear shoes at that point? It's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> like how, it's really how did he spooky. get those? Yeah, I want to yeah. see his hobbit foot, his blue hobbit foot. <laughs> no, <laughs> by that logic, his feet should just be red. Why aren't his feet big, though? Like That's know. like a character staple. Yeah, it. and a lot of people are like, "Why aren't his eyes fused together like they are as yeah, a character?" A I'm like, "No, obviously that does." Happen. Why isn't he a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like any. But of that. you could Roger Rabbit. I think you could do it. But who is it for? Joe has a good question. Is it to introduce children to Sonic the Hedgehog? The IP. Yeah, you know, or is it for us? It truly, I think. As the beautiful way that this character started, I truly believe it is just a corporate way to be like, here's a way to make Ben Schwartz a star. Here's a way to make a couple other people a star. It's like, sure, great. He's still relevant. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Put it out. $90 million. Okay. It'll probably do okay on that. But at the end of the day, they can say, you know, we're using this property. There is no modern Mario movie. We talked about it in Nintendo. Illumination is trying to get one off the ground. But hey, we're beating them to the punch then. Uh, wow! Just it all behind comes Pikachu, full circle, like a ring, a golden ring that you would collect. Bring, yeah. Oh wow! And that too, sound effects. I must say, because you go to Seven Eleven and they have the Sonic ring sound effect on the checkout thing, or at least it sounds very. Similar. Yeah, it does. It's just Pavlovian. I'm like, yes, I will buy that chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> they love chili dogs. I don't. Well, Sonic the movie, we'll see. It seems like it could be an abomination. <laughs> yeah, that is so. Something. Let's hit or shit it finally here. We know nothing about it. <laughs> I We've can't. Seen, I feel we've been all we've seen zero information. Uh, all we have is a vague poster. poster where you only see the silhouette of the character. Joe, let me get a hit or shit from you. <laughs> well, well, here's what I don't understand. I'm, yeah, I'm bringing I, it yes, back. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's fear well, you monger. Know, you're like, nothing's <laughs> real. Nothing, nothing is official. I feel like I'm either having some sort of like Mandela effect moment but we've seen makeup on Jim Carrey, have we not? No. Has, tru- is that not real? Truly, I can say for a fact that a lot of websites have run with fake fan art pictures oh, okay. and that they have gotten tricked a lot. I, I saw one where I was like, wow, this is insane. Thank God it turned out not to be real. Okay, so I think like Slender Man, the, the creature, this is not even real. That yeah. there, is, there is nothing happening. It's going to be a big old hit because it's never going to happen. Oh, jeez. We've been basically shitting on it. But I'm going to think about Roger Rabbit. It'll hit. Probably not, but please. <laughs> I don't even know the competition I love Roger it's going to go up like, against. Yeah, I don't know. 
is it going to be like these anthropomorphic animals coming to the real world or like like or is it skull island like whoa we just found talking hedgehog island well but know? not even that because dr <laughs> robotnik is a human right so human i mean that was my original question of what will he look time? like i don't know or he's the one doing the experiments that creates sonic there's your that time, there you go right? that's probably what it and is. then there's other animals that he's experimenting on that must be saved boom 3X structure, let's go. Hey, yeah. once again, the Marvel movies make me tear up when that little raccoon gets bullied, so... Let me tell I, you, I, yeah. I'm going with high hopes, I don't know. No, because it's perfect, because at first he's in the lab, and he gets fast, and his instinct is to run away, until someone has to show him D-Way, <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a troll! Like I was a hundred percent just like picturing the poster. Uh, okay, yes, okay, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. At He's which so point he runs towards helping his friends and not away from his fears. Right. All right. Now I can't I, believe how long we've been talking. But about we're gonna we're gonna be talking about specific panels now because we're t- kind of cutting over to the comics because I want right. to talk about that meme, guys. Let's talk about Sonic in the comics. Blue streak speeds by. Sonic the Hedgehog Too fast for the naked eye Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic, he can really move Sonic, he's got an attitude Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive Alright, normies, some of us are feeling bad from these chili dogs we've been scarfing down, but we're back, we're with Sonic, uh, and as we just said, we're going to be talking about the comics. We've been talking about a particular meme, and of course, Sonic has just become a weird internet meme, but we've been talking about Show Me the Way, uh, yeah. which was a very weird uh, meme. Joe, that came from the Archie comics, which there are over 290, they're very highly regarded, very recommended uh, for the Sonic universe comes from his people, the Echidnas, had an entire type of indigenous people who were put through the Holocaust in the comics. They were mm-hmm. the, as Mike said, the guardians of these chaos emeralds, these power emeralds. Uh, and so since they had these different looks, of course, there was one that looked a little more African and somebody made a very racist meme about it. <laughs> but isn't that the incredible lasting power of Sonic that somebody could just grab onto it and it's it's still and politicized? And people like, know who Knuckles is and they're subconscious and I don't know. I mean... I know what Sanic is. Like in our texting for Sanic, this episode, right. to just put an A where the O is, is a joke. Like how is that comedy? Like but the, it is. The derp <laughs> version of Sonic. Yeah. yeah, Sonic is such a, a part of meme culture. From like 2016 to present, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, I, I figured out how to fix the poster for the movie is you just make it say Sanic. Sanic. And now it's like the most number one box office hit ever. <laughs> yeah, number one yes. big hit even I just put a ring it. in his no, hand even with how fucked up his look is and everyone's it complaining just call it Sanic. Sanic. that's yeah, Sanic just yeah just call it Sanic and you're, you're in business you know but did you guys take a look at any of these comics? I gotta say, I did. I, you know, we've been recommended a thousand times to check them out, like the Power Rangers ones. So for this episode, I was pretty excited to go online and get some digital looks at some of these Archie comics. Um, oh, let me just show you guys this real fast. And I, I apologize, readers of this podcast, our listeners who won't get to see it, but uh, maybe we'll post it online. This yeah. was just the maybe. first issue, the cover. Like, to me, that was so iconic, I knew what it looked like. I had definitely oh, either yeah. seen this from friends before or maybe even inside a comic book shop. Like, it just stands out to me. It's done in the style me. of the, the TV show, the, the cartoon from the 90s. Oh, but everybody, that look of that Robotnik, like, he didn't look like that in the video games, but that's what he looked like. Like, yeah. I knew that's who Robotnik was. Yeah, he's got it's very distinct. Um, I had a couple of these, too. Like, oh, really? 
Yeah, just like two or three, and like it dealt with like yeah the calves emeralds and the echidnas and stuff. All right, so uh, again, readers of this podcast so, who p- are keeping track at home, Mike had Maximum Carnage and two Sonic comics. Yep. <laughs> so that was his comic book child. Yeah, well, there's three of them in that run for the Carnage, but yes, so five total. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a collector. Yeah. Did yeah. you like these? Did you love these? I like the style. I mean, it's cute. It's cool. It's broken up in a really funny way. Um, yeah. It's great writers of the past. It's all through the 90s. People grew up like writing great comics through this who went on to work for DC, Marvel, the other big two. Yeah, because like I was never really a comic person, it just shows how much I did like Sonic because I was like, I want at least some supplemental material. And like I got yeah. comics for it. Like I was I was into Knuckles. Like I, I was my favorite character. I was into Knuckles. I was, I was pretty into like Knuckles. Like when I was talking to my mom about it and <laughs> I like, she would ask was. who my favorite character was, I'd say Knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I yeah, get that, Mike. Like I'm laughing. I get that, dude. I would talk to him. I'd be like, Tails is the coolest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like flat out. So like when I saw that there was a comic book exploring like his origins and his culture I was oh like, god you didn't have the uh holocaust version not that but I, oh, okay but they would like talk about oh yeah we protect the emeralds get out of here we don't trust outsiders and, like i'm sonic your guys are gonna be in trouble something yeah. about me knew he was the last echidna though like when i was playing those games like he had like a like a, a savior complex or a hero a story yeah exactly he just yes. related to yeah in his eight bit <laughs> yeah my eight-year-old and his eight bits they connected him um <laughs> but he plays as an antagonist in the third game and then it in the second one then or the sonic and knuckles he's playable but like he's not really the antagonist you find out he's just trying to protect the the master emerald which that's all his people ever wanted to do and they they paid the highest and price they were for persecuted it. for it where's magneto when you need him he could crush Robotnik easily. Yeah, truly he could. Maybe in Marvel Ultimate Alliance we can get Sonic. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, he's crossed over with cooler characters in these comics. He had a nice run with Mega Man, speaking of like my love of Blue life. boys. Yeah. Hey, yo, blue boys, right? Yeah, That's truly, awesome. The Blue Bombers were hanging out, and uh, it crossed over with like the Chaos Emeralds and you know him upgrading and blah, blah, blah. And there's, of course, an, a Chaotix version of Mega Man that's super dope and badass. Nice, nice. Uh, there's even versions where he crossed over with the video game version of Sonic. <laughs> like, there was a multiverse to these comics back in the 90s. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, Sonic Heroes did that, too, where, like, classic Sonic and modern Sonic are in the same game. It's I don't, Was it a time travel gimmick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what Mortal Kombat's about to do, too. Yeah, I don't know what's Sonic going did it first. Sega does. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sega was already there. Um, they seem fascinating. I mean, if you love Sonic, obviously, as we say, with all these things and you like comics, there's probably something for you there. Yeah, check him out. We talked in the April preview of his upcoming series with IDW, where they're going with him now. Check him out, guys. Wait, we're excited. He, he is not published by Boom. He was. They, oh. <laughs> he is, Sonic. He is gone Boom. now. <laughs> I know. Thank what God. a missed opportunity. That would have been a terribly missed opportunity. Anyway, should we uh, see if we can hit the goalpost here and wrap it up on Sonic? I'm going to We're back. We're racing to the end here. Um, I'm glad you said racing to the end because the pronunciation of that G was clutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I was just thinking, I mean, 
you know, I know guys who on track had shirts that said Sonic on the back, you know, like it did persist and not even that they were like guys that were obsessed with that. They were just like guys who wanted to pay homage to going fast on the track team and Sonic (laughs) meant going fast. Like, you know, that sticks to you. Yeah. I mean, Sonic, supersonic speed, you know, it's a, it's his, the impact of, I guess, the design, that corporate design, it's gotta be cool. It's maybe the instance in history where that worked the best, and it has never worked that well ever again in anything. No, it's like, like outside of like car committees that are like, let's make the next hot Chevy. Like, no, it's it's never paid But off. even these mascots like Kid Vid and those Burger King mascots or, or the <laughs> king himself, which is a corporate construct, like nothing ever landed and had kind of the cultural, uh, I'm not going to... Well, cultural Mike, penetration that Sonic has. Mike, you're bitter. Penetration. <laughs> Mike, you're bitter just because King Sneak is your favorite the game. Sneak and you King. think Sonic's, yeah. Now that I got a computer, I will be speed running Sneak King at all times <laughs> on Twitch. Um, just something about him. He's just lasting and he's known with speed, even if his games have been kind of hit or miss or up or down, you know. I guess they never miss, huh? Ah, there we go. Well, let me ask you this, Joe. As the guy sort of on the outside to this <laughs> podcast, would you be interested in playing any future games? I know for sure I'm going to at least follow the news of what that new game is, and I'll be looking forward to Sonic Mania. Uh, Sonic yeah. Mania, yes, 100%, because to me, Sonic exists in, in five different ways. Three video games from my childhood, a video cashing in on my childhood, and a cartoon where he, like, chili, <laughs> chili cheese does. There's no other Sonic there's, outside There's, that. like, uh, these other versions that you no. guys have pitched with. Yeah. With the community of characters. No thanks, man. It's going to be a hard pass. It's a no from me, dog. But people love this extended Sonic universe. <laughs> it's they do. Also, I see you Googling Chow Garden on your phone. I know that <laughs> I you're about to, to know put one together. What a Chow Garden is. <laughs> you, know, you gotta know what a Chow is first. Let's walk before we can go yeah. faster. <laughs> Just one other last thing that we didn't throw out. When we played Sonic Mania before, we can play four player couch co op. I'll take any game that lets me play that, motherfucker. Yeah, very true. Well, we've gone through the genesis of the blue boy, the blue blur. Ooh. Right? Um, Sonic himself. Guys, he's in Smash Brothers, so if you hate him, punch him. If you love him, beat other people up with him. Yeah. Do you think the lad tails or, or knuckles at any point to Shadow smash? is a assist trophy. I, I think, think Tails is it. an assist trophy. Yeah, I think that's it. I think Sonic's it. Maybe Tails, though. There could be a groundswell for Tails. I don't know yeah. about that. It's just interesting when you look at a popular, although less popular, franchise, and when you're like, well, I want this character, I want that character, I want that character. Motherfucker, you'd be lucky you got the title character in there. Be happy Sonic's in Sonic. Like, like, yeah, once you open that can of worms, yeah. like the fan base is like, but they all deserve it. Don't but you? Amy Rose. Bruce, <laughs> you're like, no, I don't know who Amy Rose Big is. the cat. Yeah, big the cat. Uh, no, 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 no. You don't I don't know. know. I don't know. You it's guys, you, you're losing me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who we didn't lose. The Normies. Thanks for keeping up with us on this one. Thank you for checking us out on every platform, as you yep. can do on social media. Normies like us. Reach out to us at Google Gmail. Uh, let us know what other episodes episodes you think we should do you know if you have any recommendations of stuff we should be talking about on this pod i don't know why i said google gmail either joe i, I got a very weird look from it <laughs> hit us up on our hotmail our hotmail google gmail instagram Hot, yeah hotmail google gmail AOL. i'm still on angel fire i got my angel fire website up <laughs> geo cities yeah uh, uh, we have a zanga you can go ahead and read <laughs> our thoughts find us on aim it's normies like us but the 
O's are zeros and the I's are ones. And it's great we're archiving all of these on MySpace.com because they'll be safe forever. Hey, yeah. Tom's there. He's our friend. He'll always be watching them. Hey, guys, you work your way into my top eight. This has been Mike. This is Colin. Joe. See you later. Let's go fast. Chili dogs. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my men if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.